everybody thank you all for tuning in to the nation uh, my name is law nation law nation we talk cowboys football over here and we try to get things going in the right direction guys uh, one way or another uh, really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you for your love and adulations towards this channel. As we begin to talk just a little bit about the uh, projections, uh, uh, the Cowboys website, they got the 2019 uh, projections, but, but we got to just really look at everything just from a half angle view, uh, meaning that, hey, the football season is long. The draft is not here yet, although it's right around the corner. I can say that. Uh, and feel free, guys. To hit those links that's in the description box to tell you a little bit more about this channel especially the cowboys experience man i'm telling you right now where you can catch the wonderful game tickets and things of that nature wonderful packages and you will see me vance lombardi mike i mean mark holmes and and a whole bunch of people man i'm telling you it's a great experience. Appreciate each and every last one of you all. So let's get into this. Um, uh, let the room fill up just a little bit more before I dive all the way in. Uh, shout out to the first person that's in the chat box, Andrew Dez. Appreciate you. Sip the Truth 34. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Cowboys fan, 1973. Man, boy, we got people from all over the globe. That's what I'm talking about. And all different age areas as well. So um, let's get into this uh, article that 105, not 105.3 to fan, the actual Cowboys website, the DallasCowboys.com website. Let's pull that up and really appreciate you all this on the DLive.tv uh, forward slash LAW Nation. Appreciate you all that's there as well. Let's pull up the big board. Uh, as you guys can see, um, on this particular deal here, projecting the 2019 starting lineup defense. Of course, these are all the, the season have yet to start, but these are all pro projections. And uh, as it says here in Frisco, so the Cowboys have just now started their off-season off conditioning program this week, getting the majority of the team back together here at the start for workouts. Obvious, the NFL draft will occur next week. And although the Cowboys don't have a first round pick, there will be some additions to look to figure into this team's plan for 2019. However, getting at the start of this year, and then we're just going to paraphrase all the way. Uh, but for the right now, let's take a look closer to how the lineup will look. And uh, these, these are just, like I said, projected starters on both sides. Today, let's focus on the defense. And this is right here. Left defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence, obvious. <laughs> now I'm gonna let you guys know that he got an injured. He, he shoulder, his shoulders going through recovery and things like that. So we already know that it happened last week. But he will make every effort. That's what the article says to make Week One opener. So what they got looking at this thing all together that the left defensive end will be Demarcus Lawrence. Okay. Uh, it's a two-time Pro Bowler. is currently at the, the highest paid. Look at it. The highest paid player on the Cowboys roster. Uh, but that, night, that, that might not be the case when the season starts. Hmm. That may not be the case when the season starts. They, they give us a little cookie there. All right. So they got the defensive tackle, Antoine Barbecue Woods. We got to put Barbecue Woods. You can't see it in there, but it's somewhere in there. Uh, they said, hey, he will be the uh, starting guy at the one tech. And, uh, hey, as the article says, Woods came out of nowhere. 
had a productive season. Hey, Cowboys 2018, 1.5 uh, sacks for a defensive tackle is pretty decent, especially in the system that we run. Uh, attacking those gaps, big plug that's in, in the, into the inside is everything. So uh, it's one of those things where is he's going to be your, your plug guy, defensive tackle, Antoine Barbecue Woods. Now, this is the other thing. He, he's more so is going to play your three-tech, Malik Collins. It's a contract year for Collins, and we know, Cowboy Nation, when it's the contract year, somehow one way or another, these players stands up, show up, and be out and do one of those things, whereas now you're looking around and saying, okay, hmm, this Malik Collins is, is, is nice for us. So they got him starting as the three tackle or the three tech. And uh, right defensive end, uh, he's Robert Quinn, one of the newcomers on the defense. Quinn brings not only experience, but some proven production. He had 19 sacks in 2013. Let's not, let's not sneeze on that. And one can argue if, uh, and I'm going to highlight that, one can argue if you have Papa Rob Marinelli to really teach him and show him some things you might get even more production than that. But that's on the high end, right? <laughs> All right, so, and yet to have a season less than 4.5 sacks, that's on the low end. So I'm thinking with my small mind that uh, Robert Quinn in this particular system, remember, I'm talking system now, in this particular system that uh, with Papa Rob Marinelli, and then you have D-Law on the other side. You have the Antoine Barbecue Woods is going to be a second year into this thing. And then you sprinkle in what Malik Collins is going to try to do on his contract year because he's going to want to try to get that money. <laughs> you might see an explosive Robert Quinn. I'm saying that it's going to be north of this number. I'm not saying it's going to be north of this number, but I can try to bet you guys that it's going to be north of 4.5 sacks let me know in the comment box down below of what you guys feeling about that in the article you can check it out at dallascowboys.com all right so moving a little bit further to my guy um uh, Jalen Smith we already know that this is pretty much like a prove it year for Jalen as well it's, it's a thing that whereas we have to really uh, think about this, Cowboy Nation. We really do. We really got to really look into this and see whether or not this is something that's down the line would work out for us long term. Because we already know that when you start talking about a linebacker and paying a guy and you got to pay Ezekiel, you still have yet to pay uh, my guy Dak Prescott at this point. But if Smith makes any improvement this year or the next year, it's hard to think he won't end this season as a pro bowler. Remember, he was snubbed last year. He's belonged to somebody pro bowl last year. <laughs> He's one of the defensive leaders. Look at that. I like to highlight this part. And the entire group feeds off his in, in energy. So I love that. A weak side linebacker, of course, we have Leighton Vander Esch. And just imagine what kind of rookie year late LVE would have had if he had played the four sixteen uh, game slates. So with that being said, Cowboy Nation, the sky is, of course, I'm paraphrasing, the sky is the limit for him. Look for an even better second season, basically. Hey, we know for sure that LVE was playing while he was thinking the play and the charts and everything that was diagrammed out for him. He was still trying to study and pick up things. But once you start knowing things, everything starts snapping just like that. You begin to start picking up things a little bit faster. You begin to start understanding, okay, 
Now I understand what this guy's and what this what this kid's skill set may be. If we look a little bit further into Joe, Joe Thomas, Cowboy Nation, uh, it's going to be a battle. I, I think that Damian March Lillard, Lillard I think that's how you say his name, uh, he's going to give Joe a run for his money. I think he is. I think that with my uh, thoughts all here is that they might still draft the guy. But think of these things. Kayvon Frazier, George Iloka, those are guys. We play so much nickel anyway. Uh, you might not see that much playing on the field with this particular uh, Sam uh, or strong side linebacker. You may see some different flexibilities. You might see um, uh, these uh, those guys that I just mentioned in that particular role, believe it or not. But it's Joe Thomas's job to lose. And then if we start talking about the uh, cornerback situation, if we start talking about the cornerback situation, man, let's look at uh, Byron Jones, an and all-pro, right? <laughs> and a Pro Bowl player this past year. Byron Jones, this is almost like I said before, a prove year for Byron. It may be one of those things where this could be a prove-it year for Byron. And uh, we, we already know that Cowboys – We've been looking for somebody that can take the ball away from the opposition. We've been searching high. We've been searching low. We've been opening up some side doors. We've been trying to do everything that we can imagine to get this guy going. And uh, yet things have opened up for us in those parameters. Now, I can only hope and dream and wish that these things can open up a whole lot sooner. But only time will tell, right? Only time will tell and time speaks everything uh we just got to figure out ways to just 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 pump the brakes a little bit and hopefully we don't usher byron jones out the door too quick now cheeto Wuzier, <laughs> that's one of my favorite players out here he wears the one of the best numbers one of the i'm gonna say not best the greatest number you can even think of two four you guys know that's my favorite number uh that's the number i wore in high school or what have you in middle school this is just a beautiful number for me and uh, of course everson wall hey that number <laughs> cheeto need to step it up this year <laughs> i know that he was almost close but no cigar guy last year he was always there close to getting the int but it just didn't go all the way through, right? So it says here, even though he was a second-round pick back in 2017, a woozy is sometimes forgotten, man. You know, we people forget about, hey, he's not getting interceptions. He's not getting this. But name me a play where he was burnt on. Like, we looked back and said, man, that guy had him about at least 50 yards on him. You won't really find that in too many of those tapes. Most of those INTs or bat downs or whatever, uh, it was really, really, really or, or received uh, uh, balls by the opposition. It was really, really close, right? It was really close. Uh, Cowboys fan 1973, I'm scared that we might lose Byram after the draft. Uh, if we do, uh, is it going to be for uh, trade purposes or are we just going to lose them, lose them? Hmm. Uh, Sip the Truth says, where's Malik McDowell? Hey, wait till after the draft. Remember this. 
A lot of players are going to start moving around just like the Sues of the world, even the McCoys and, and the McDowells. Uh, although he's not on, on anybody's team right now, I'm talking about McDowell. It could be a scenario where the uh, Cowboys may look at McDowell and say, okay, we didn't find the guy that we want in a draft. Let's just go ahead and take a swing at it. Or let's just bring him in for camp study. And uh, trust me, <laughs> the final 90-man uh, is got to be, what, 90-man by the start of the first preseason game? Hey, it's a long way to the final 53-man. So I think that you can bring in a lot of people, Cowboy Nation. Xavier Woods, <laughs> the guy that we all been waiting for, right? We are actually waiting for Xavier Woods to play this year because he, you know for sure that he got a big, huge chip on his shoulder, right? He's, he already mentioned this offseason that everybody been overlooking him. Everybody, including LAW Nation, everybody been th talking about other safeties that's out there, and people are still talking about other safeties as of now. <laughs> but Xavier Woods, hey, he want to be able to prove to not just himself, not just the collective people that's on his team, not just to the owners and not just to the coaching staff or what have you. He want to prove to the world that, hey, he is the free safety that's going to be the dog nasty guy that's out there. <laughs> so we will see. Shout out to Bob Money, man. He said, what's up, cowgirls? Shout out to Bob Money, man. Appreciate you for tuning in, though. <laughs> it seems like you're part of the notification squad, man. You're here before the rest of my, my troop get here. Y'all hit that notification bell. Don't, don't let my, my brother from another mother, Bob Money, regulate everybody in here. And he's not even a Cowboys fan, and he's joining in. How about that? <laughs> Shout out to Strong Safety Jeff Heath. Now, these are the projected starters. I know a lot of people want to kick Jeff Heath off the cliff. But, hey, they did sign George Haloka. They're going to be able to battle this thing out. They're going to be able to figure out who's going to be the better out of the two. Now, I can say I can say this right here. Number 38, Jeff Heath. He's the type of guy that he's not going to just lay down and say, okay, George Haloka, this is your position. No, it don't work that way. It just don't. So it's going to be a battle to the finish. We'll see. Strong, the, the strongest person will win, right? Steel sharpen steel, iron sharpen iron. You know how this thing go, Cowboy Nation. So with that being said, by him having his larger role last year and by him not being a rotational guy, by him switching from a free safety to a strong safety, in my opinion, Jeff Heath is a better free safety, but y'all can fight me later on that. But I will say this. Jeff Heath, he going to have to prove it. I don't know when his, uh, is this his last year of his contract? You guys know more than I do. And we have to pull that up and uh, see what it's going to be for this year for him. Because now everybody got the eyeballs on Jeff Heath. And by Stephen Jones already mentioning, hey, we need help at, at, at safety. I'm thinking that they pointing towards strong safety. There's a lot of people that can say that. So it's going to be one of those things, Cowboy Nation. Key reserves. Key reserves. Remember, Ty Tyrone Crawford, he got into a little bar fight. I don't know whether or not Roger Goodell is going to try to make some type of news announcement and fire, and not fire him, but uh, what do you call that? Suspend uh, Tyrone Crawford. We will find out. <laughs> but you know how these things and this processing goes. But – 
He's one of those uh, players that everybody's kind of looking at like, hey, he's a tweener. He's always – he played edge. He played a little bit inside. He played a little bit of uh, a one and three tech. But we just never found a home for him. But he's like the quote-unquote captain of the defense. He had a great season last – well, a decent season. I can't throw great around like that. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know who wrote this article. I have to go back and credit the person. But uh, he said he had a great season. Let's, let's highlight that. He said uh, he was a captain and had a great season. That's a that's a word that they threw around because great can go in so many, uh, uh, I guess, different perspectives. If this is considered great, then what is considered good? And then what is considered uh, in, in you guys' opinion? What is really considered great? <laughs> so we look at Sean Lee again. He is one of the defensive leaders, just like uh, Tyron Crawford. And, uh, and, of course, we already know he could play Sam, but phew, you don't want him playing Sam. You definitely don't want him to do that. Your boy going to get folded up like a pretzel. I, I would rather have uh, Sean Lee chasing, playing on the weak side. Those other positionings like the Mike and the Sam, man, you're going to get – it's too much weight, too much stuff to lean on him. And Sean Lee got only one speed. You know what that speed is? 110. <laughs> he don't go no lower than that, even when he's hurt. So I just don't want him out there. Uh, and then, of course, they brought in these, these are key reserves, George Aloka, Taco Charlton. We talked about this. This is almost what his uh, prove it year two. So we're going to have to figure out what type of an investment we got in here. <laughs> and now reports out there that he had a, a, a shoulder issue too so not everybody can go through injuries and still play like they law so we will see whether or not he can be any type of factor for us and remember i said this before i believe deep down in my mind and the crevices of my thoughts that taco is more of a left defensive end trying to play he's just trying to play right defensive end or moving into the inside he had to pick up some weight cowboy nation he have to that's the bottom line and then of course randy gregory that's like pie in the sky <laughs> hopeful and wishful thinking maybe jerry jones know more than we do right <laughs> there's so many questioning marks surrounding uh, uh uh randy gregory and this whole entire process guys i really can't put a uh a, a good thumb on, on on this particular guy i really can't i wish i could but i, I can't Cow, cowboy nation i really can't and um with that being said let me know how you guys feel about everything let me know uh far as this uh draft that's coming around the corner it's going to be next week around this time we're going to be really waiting waiting for to hear uh, the other players getting called and things like that and seeing if Jerry Jones can have the patience, the fortitude to have the, 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 um, the, 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 uh, I guess the desires <laughs> not to just bust, bust through there and say, pick up the phone and say, Hey, give me this guy. I want him <laughs> in the first round because, and, and I'm going to tell you this too. <laughs> I think Jerry Jones going to suffer a whole Next week on the Thursday, I think that's the day the draft is, right? I think Jerry Jones is going to suffer. But you know who else is going to suffer a little bit, just a little bit? The NFL. You know why? Because if Jerry Jones don't make a move, and then we already know the eyeballs, the ratings, everybody loves when the Cowboys do anything. I think the NFL ratings going to be like, hey, Jerry, 
Can you make a trade into the first round? Or is some of these teams got all of these 50 million picks like the Raiders? Can you guys call Jerry? <laughs> we'll throw you a favor. We won't suspend one of your players. Can you guys call Jerry Jones so that he can make a trade? Give him a favorable trade so we can make something happen for day day one. <laughs> It'd probably be the all-time lowest ratings of all time in a draft without Jerry Jones picking in the first round. <laughs> let me know how you guys feel about that. Yes, uh, let me give a... Uh, uh, let me see what you got. The Guru, Sean Lee is making a quite a lot of, a lot to be a backup. Oh, okay. You say, okay, so the, the, the Guru says Sean Lee is making quite a lot to be a backup. Uh, no, his his contract is what? <laughs> Very, it's, it's incentive based. And, uh, and, and he got to start, I guess, for so many games to get most of that money. So Sean Lee going to have to play his you-know-what you out. If Sean Lee cannot play Sam and cannot play the middle linebacker because he's too fragile, that leaves only weak side. And again, that's a lot of dollars just to be a backup on the weak side linebacker. Oh, yeah. I, now now I'm seeing what you're saying, the guru. I feel what you're saying. Number 88, QBO. He says, we got Woods on the D-line and Woods on the backfield. Man, LV's the, LV, LV's the wolf hunter in the mix. Okay. In the miss, but okay. I feel what you're saying. Uh, Calvin Williamson 58. I can't wait, and <laughs> they kind of rhyme 58. I can't wait. Yes, we all can't wait for 58. We, we, we really what we really want to see out of that draft pick would be this right here, Cowboy Nation. Uh, a player that can just show some type of impact. I was hearing earlier on the radio station that they was talking a little bit about the uh, Taylor Raps of the world, right? They, they were saying that, well. Taylor Rapp is a, is a slow guy, but I'm telling you, he make plays. Trust the film, guys. The film speaks different volumes of what somebody can do in their 40 time. Can you imagine the person that saw uh, Jerry Rice run that 4640 and said, man, he can't run routes on the pro level. He's killing everybody at Valley, but he can't beat nobody on the pros. <laughs> can you imagine when people looked at Michael Irvin tape and they said, well, you know, he can catch and do all these things. But man, he ran like a four five seven or four five eight or, or something, some nasty number. I forgot what it was. <laughs> and uh, see, sometimes when you look at the uh, tape and you look at the film, you you probably see a different player. You see guys that make make things happen. Remember, I always say there's three type of people in the world: people to go out there and make things happen, people to go out there and watch things happen, and a person say, "Hey, man, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened?" So uh, Lee will be about 500000 without incentive. This is Cowboys Fan 1973. Appreciate you for the information for the nation. Uh, 236 says, if we can get the uh, O-line back to what it should be, the offense will be unstoppable. You're talking about the offensive line. Well, if we can transition over to the offense talk, my thing is with the offense – Travis Frederick was one hell of a, a super glue piece. <laughs> and then you're talking about chemistry. Travis Frederick and Zach Martin, they pretty much blink at the same time. They're on the same uh, wavelength. And, of course, you got the best left guard on the team playing right tackle. Uh, it would be a simple fix. All you, you got to do, <laughs> you guys remember Grand Theft Auto when CJ, when he was trying to get that train mission, he said, damn it, CJ, all you got to do. So, 
damn it, Cowboys. All you got to do is kick my guy, Lionel Collins, Lionel Collins, Lionel Collins back inside as the left guard. Move. And I'm talking about move. Uh, Connor Williams as the right tackle. Man, you have the best offensive line at the NFC East. <laughs> well, better yet, you probably have one of those, or, or arguably, if everybody can stay healthy, you probably have the best offensive line in the NFL. But my Cowboys organization is one of those organizations that say, hey, hey, we don't need a wide receiver. We could do wide receiver by committee. And then we got one guy that can sell. <laughs> The moon is made of cheese, and we start believing and say, you know what? These wide receivers by committed don't seem that bad. You know what? We can win games with Deontay uh, Thompson, Allen Hearns, a uh, Cole Beasley, and a rookie Michael Gallup. We can win games. And then one day went by, another day went by, no improvement. Then everybody started looking at the quarterback saying he can't hit water if he fell off a boat. And then on top of that, if you really add into everything, hey, not just the wide receivers by committee. Guess what, Cowboy Nation? We can have a makeshift offensive line and also a young tight end by committee. How about that? Two for the price of one. <laughs> we had a bunch of guys by committee last year. We had so many pieces that was rotating in and out that it was kind of crazy, guys. It was flat out crazy. So as I look at this thing, our offense and our coaches and everything can be, and of course the collective coaching staff can be stubborn to a degree. Do anybody disagree? They can be very stubborn. And we can be looking at things and saying, hey, Byron Jones is not a safety, Cowboys. Can you please kick him back out to the outside and be a cornerback on, on either side? <laughs> please. He'll do, uh, he'll do a whole lot better than what we're seeing from Mo. He'll do a whole lot better from what we're seeing from, uh, uh, from Brandon Hughes' car. He'll do a whole lot better than those guys. But no, they wanted to be able to say, okay, this guy's a safety. We put him there. And that's our little issue a little bit, you know, so. It's the little stubbornness part of it. To me personally, I think Lyle Collins will be better at guard. Look, we can pull up some highlights of Lyle Collins playing guard. I can tr trust me. You can try to Google, you can try to search for all of twenty of last year, and you won't find the amount of volume of highlights that we saw from Lyle Collins when he played left guard, as it relates to last year for anybody. The guy was a mauler. He was getting to the next level. He was moving people out the way. It seems like he had Darren McFadden playing the best of his life. Go Google. It's right there. <laughs> Say, ask Google what, what the most yards did Darren McFadden ever ran on. And he didn't even play the entire year that year. <laughs> it was uh, him running behind Big Lyle Collins and, and, and number 77. But there's a story of a different day. I know 2000, 2015 was a long, long way from, from now. Um, let's see who else we have here. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you all for uh, watching this show. Don't forget to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend, neighbor, foe know where to go. Um, I think the skill spot are solid on offense. Let Kelly Moore and Colombo figure these things out on the offensive line. I agree. I agree. Law depends on the D-Law. Uh, let's see what you're saying right here. Uh, it says, uh, a lot depends on D-Law. Quinn up front, but we still don't have a playmakers in the middle. Defensive tackle include Malik and Antoine, uh, uh, Anthony Woods. 
was it Aunt Aunt Ann Woods or oh, class? Or oh, what you trying to say is Aunt? Or oh, you talking about Antoine Barbecue Woods? Okay, the the guru. Um, uh, the Maybane. I'm I'm going all the way back to Seattle Seahawks. Big Maybane was a guy that account for more than one person to play against him, right? Um, and if we look at the uh, Patriots, and I hate to just bring them guys up. When they got rid of their big guy, Wilford, Wilford, Vincent Wood, Wilford, I think that's how you say his name, uh, they went and got a Malcolm Brown. Um, these are true pluggers that's going to demand a team to take a real good look at, uh, at, at the inside, the interior pressure. Uh, these guys, just like the Russell Maryland's of the world, going all the way back. And uh, even if you look at what the Eagles did when they won the Super Bowl um, uh, with the Fletcher Cox and, and, and the other guy that they had in the inside, it's kind of slipping my mind. I think Jerrigan, they went and got a big guy, a big plug that they can fill into the inside. What happened here? And then all those Fletcher Cox of the worlds and, of course, uh, Donald, they get their productive uh, productions up. But collectively, and I'm saying this word collectively, uh, you got to look at it from this parameter these guys not going to get a lot of glory they're not but they account for multiple people and they have teams sitting up all night if you can stop the run of course if you can plug the inside and then you can make teams saying okay on top of that you got people coming off the edge hey this defense is nightmarish <laughs> this defense is a a, a defense where is now i got to get the ball out quick that's what creates turnovers you know, uh, I can only imagine what Ray Lewis' career would have been like if he'd have played with this particular front four that we got, opposed to having a big Sam Madison or Tony Tony Saragusa and the Haloti Nadas that's into the inside when he was playing out there. You see, it's a formula to this thing. Now, traditionally, looking at what Papa Rob Marinelli, he does a lot of twist stunts. He have a lot of guys that like to chase and shoot through the gaps and not being able to uh, to take on two or uh, disciplined football where you take on two or what have you and where they squeeze or what have you and then pull. He liked his guys to just shoot the gaps. So, because it, it was benefited him, he was blessed when he had the uh, uh, when it don't work, you go back to what worked when it worked. Think about this. When he had Warren Sapp, Warren Sapp wasn't a big plug, but he was able to shoot the gap, play the three and the one like no other. But he was like a guy that was able to make wreak havoc. Then when he so happened to get over there to the Chicago Bears, he had another guy that was similar in his youth, Jay Ratliff. Not saying that he was on the level of a Warren Sapp. So maybe that's what Coach Rob Marinelli likes. He don't like that big plug, that big fat belly hanging over the knees guy. The Dexter Lawrences of the world, right? The guy that's going to count for two. The guy that's going to create pressure and push one. They can do one thing well, you know. So he's not going to look at those parameters. Um, Kubio says, uh, 88 says, what's your thoughts on the schedule? Uh, I don't like the fact that we don't have in that schedule back-to-back home games. I don't like that. So every week we're going to be here one week, gone the next week. Here one week, gone the next week. I don't like the uh, really looking back at the schedule. I really don't like the other deal, too. I just don't like the fact that uh, we have to play, I think, 12 games. I mean, no, 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 I'm sorry. 
three games in 12 days or something like that, four games in 12 days, that's going to be a, a bomber for us. I, I think that uh, we, we built, we battle-tested for, but we're going to be exhausted. So hopefully the, the, the war of attrition, hopefully we can stay healthy in those parameters and, uh, and we can find something down the line. Uh, Brad V., we do open and close the season on on the road. So uh, we open on the road and then we close the season on the road. No, 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 no. I thought we open at home. And the first John game is at home. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, Haynes says, can we please trade? Can we please trade Byron Jones? Uh, I don't know. They're going to they want to know what that hip looked like before anybody going to pick up that commodity. They want to know what they're getting before they, before they pick up that option there. So, not sure I'm dealing with the uh, Brady, but then uh, not sure I like dealing with Brady. Then trying to play on Thanksgiving, yeah. I mean, we we have a <laughs> we have a brutal schedule as it relates to the skill sets of uh, of of I guess if you look at it, whereas we we play against the the, the Saints. One week where you got to play against Drew Brees, there's going to be a lot of focal uh, attention on our DBs on that game, right? And then we got to go down there to back home and we play Aaron Rodgers if he's healthy during that time. There's going to be a lot of focal attention on our defensive backs during that game, <laughs> especially. It's going to be a lot of mental. Um, so it's it's it then okay, Brees, Rodgers, and Brady. Whole secondary is ready considering uh, we're going against like those guys. This is from Tube J JS Tube 36. Yeah. We will see Cowboy Nation. So at seven o'clock, uh, I believe Vach Lombardi got a show going on. He's going to be talking about the draft. I want you guys to tune in to that show. For everybody that's that's, that's watching this show. Please tune in over to Vaj Lombardi show. I'm about to wrap this show up myself on my end, but I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Uh, thank you all for supporting this channel, moving from my Law Nation page to my Law Nation 2.0 page. And then also for those who are on my DLive.TV forward slash Law Nation page, man, that's a pleasure, man. Uh, it's wonderful for you guys to check me out there. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pull you all up there and see what's going on. It says, uh, Calvin Wilson, man, thank you so much for the donation to Help Grow the Nation, man. Uh, what's the scoop on Rico Gathers? Uh, I think that they're going to let, let him fight for his positioning. Uh, last year, Rico started to practice and play better as it relates to blocking. Uh, if you look at some of his film on blocking last year, he, he stepped it up tremendously. Now, now that I guess that young Kellen Moore is in more control of the offense, I think that he can craft up some plays. And I think that Kellen Moore is more approachable and being able to identify a little bit with these players because he played in the locker room. And one thing that I like, and, and this is just on smaller levels, whereas I like Jason Gary, Coach Red, and Kelly Moore, is that they both were backup players. So they know for sure that the opportunity is very small to play. So I think that if you can get these guys one-on-one -on -one and say, hey, Coach, hey, Kelly Moore, my best route is this. What can we do to draft? Drop some plays that's around this particular route 
so that I can at least get some shine during this preseason game. So maybe, if not just the Cowboys don't see me working and operating with my skill set, that another team can see me operating under my skill set so that I can at least get paid down the line. On the other hand, Rico need to stay his butt out of trouble, don't need to get in any type of situation that can shine a negative light on him and understand that everything is on, on for this year, on for this year. And Rico, just by looking at the guy, naturally, you would say, man, the guy needs to be like a, a, a Antonio Gates of the world, right? The other kid that played for the Seattle Seahawks, I've got his name. He need to have that type of moment to shine. It's up to him. It's all up to him, Calvin Williamson. It's all up to him. And, and of course, this is what I like about it. Although he got all that pressure that's up for him for this year, because Schultz is the only one who can sit back and say, I'm good, I'm cool. But it's a pure, pure, pure competition, meaning that you know for sure, I know Jason Witten said it, but guess what? Jason Witten is not going to walk off no field and let anybody else eat. So every position that's out there, they got to earn it. So the Schultz, the uh, Blake Jarwins of the world, they got to work out and they got to work for it. Now, if we go out there and get a Jay Sternberger or somebody like that, cool. But at the end of the day, these boys got to fight for that position. They got these shirts to say driven. We'll see how much they're going to go on that, on, that, on that motto. All right, so will you tune in and join Vaughn's show? Law Nation, I really got to bounce, man. I got to go pick up my daughter and stuff like that. So uh, what I do, and she's very demanding. You know how that go, Cowboy Nation. Uh, but uh, if I can, I might tune in. I might listen. I might comment in the chat box. So Cowboy Nation, let's continue to grind. Let's continue to shine. Let me just do this one little thing. Let me see if I can pull up my D Live TV and uh, see if my people that's over there uh is in the mix really appreciate you guys man just don't know how this thing goes man it's always a pleasure it's always a plus listening in uh to you or reading you guys comments there so let me see who all we have here on the d live really appreciate you all it's always a pleasure mute myself over here so you guys won't hear the echo uh shout out time for those that's on my d live cowboys XTX, appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, Coach Ocho, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man. Awuzie is better than what we had before. Like the Jenkins, he is willing to tackle. Yes, Jenkins did make one Pro Bowl, though. Jenkins, I think what crushed Jenkins' ability, and I'm talking about Mike Jenkins for those who don't know, is when when uh, he got injured a little bit and they put Orlando Scandrick again. I think that, of course, Cheeto Awuzie is a whole lot better than Orlando Scandrick. Orlando Scandrick was the guy that didn't want that business. <laughs> he was a prima donna out there. Didn't really want that business. Now, Orlando Scandrick could blitz off the edge. He can do that. But I always think of this right here with Orlando. He just get burned so many times off the double move. And the guy that we got rid of or, or we moved away from and uh, went to the Chiefs, he ended up beating Orlando Scandrick. I forgot his name. <laughs> and they were putting him in the starting role. Uh, was it Jay Vowles? Appreciate you, man. He said, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now, uh, 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 Vowles? Salute to you, man. Appreciate each and every last one of you. And Lord Nova, appreciate you, man. He says, I'm the man. But no, nah, you guys are truly the people. 
and you all are the man there. So with that being said, Cowboy Nation, don't forget to hit up my guy, Vaj Lombardi, with the party. And appreciate those who commented. Appreciate those who support this channel. Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to grind. And let's go, Cowboy Nation. Where my, where my, where my music at? I got to pull my music up. <laughs> it's somewhere around here. Let's, let me see if we can pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. It's almost there. <laughs> you all for Good Friday? Uh, I think I am. I think I am. I think I am. I think I am, my, my guy, D-Town Tech. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Hey, you guys already know when I say a prize fighter continue to fight, even though when he's down. Continue to throw those blows, right? When you're up against the struggles, meet it squarely face-to-face. Lift your chin, set your shoulders, plant your feet, and take a brace. When it's vain to try to dodge, do the best that you can do. You may fall, you may conquer, see it through. Black may be the clouds about you and your future may seem grim. But don't let your nerve desert you, Cowboy Nation. Keep yourself in fighting trim. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yes, the guru. Appreciate you, man, for commenting, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hey, guys, do me a big favor. Rate this channel. Give me a thumb up share it that's the best thing you can do for me just take that share icon and post it anywhere twitter myspace black planet just send it to somebody else's phone that would help out they'll help me out tremendously hit that thumbs up let people know that law nation still live like 95 one way or another hit me up hey that text number that call in number Text me throughout the day if you want to. Leave a comment, man. This number right here, 682-214-4087. You can also text the law line so I can answer you guys' questionings. If you wanted to make it private, you don't want to put it out to, so that everybody can see. If you want to give me questionings, feedback, things like that. Or if you want to have deals on, on, on dropping beats and things like that, hit me up there or hit my email up, lawsnation at gmail.com. There's ways you can reach out to the nation, baby. Let's get this thing going one way or another. And remember, you all are listening to absolutely nothing but the bass. My guy, <laughs> Gerard Griffin. Appreciate you, man. Let's go. Yeah, two thumbs up. Appreciate it. Let that friend neighbor foe know. And shout out to Bob Money, man. <laughs> shout out to Savage Time, Okoye Media, all those people, man. Uh, hey, did I mention uh, Foots the King? Botch Lombardi likes to bring the party. Mark Holmes, Joe Boo, Sports, and uh, my guy, Big Game James. <laughs> Silver and Blue Nation, West Coast Cowboys. Cowboys Experience. Check that, <laughs> check that link out in the description box. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. Yeah. Six Mafia. Yeah, we gonna be live like 95 at the game. Yeah. Y'all know how this thing go. Huh. One way or another. Rude. Ryan. Stokes. Rucker. Salute.